Welcome to the Intuitive Rising Podcast. I'm your host, Amy Brooks. Up until about five years ago, I was your average mom of three. It was after the sudden loss of my father that my life changed forever and the rising within me began. Since then, I've embraced my gifts and have stepped into my role as an evidential psychic medium, past life reader, higher self mentor, holy fire Reiki practitioner, and published author. In this podcast, we will talk all things spiritual and healing through a very grounded and relatable approach. I hope you'll continue to join me each week, remembering who you always were as we rise together. Hey everyone, welcome back to Intuitive Rising Podcast. I am your host, Amy Brooks. I'm over here dancing a little bit. I had a song in my head um, as I was getting started, and it was, guess who's back? Back again. (laughs) I don't know. I digress. I'm not a singer. Okay. What is manifestation is what we're here to talk about today. Can you tell that I'm high energy? I really am. I really, really am. And that's a great thing. This is a high energy kind of topic. Manifestation is something that we hear a lot about in the mainstream. It seems like it is something that A lot of people are beginning to learn about, uh, they're beginning to use the tools, they are beginning to see the impacts, the positive impact in their own life when they learn to manifest. So I think it's a really important topic to talk about because I feel like, you know, we might think, okay, like manifestation is asking for something to happen and then it happens for us. And we might think that when other people are manifesting that that's all they do. And then those things happen for them. And then we're like, what is going on? Because my manifestations are not coming to me, right? Have we all been in this space? I have. Um, And since I've been doing this spiritual work, I have been taught by the spiritual world, by my own spirit guides, by my own higher self, what it is exactly. What is manifestation and how do we do it? What are the steps? So I'm going to be sharing today my own formula for manifestation. I call it the four D's of manifestation. So stay tuned for that. We're going to end with that piece. Um, First of all, what is manifestation? What is it? What's this buzzword? Manifestation is essentially using our thoughts, feelings, and beliefs to bring something into our physical reality, right? It is bringing an idea, a thought, and bringing it into reality. It's co-creating with the universe. We're not ever doing anything all by ourselves. You know, the spirit world has brought through for me to before. I was doing a live a couple of years ago on Instagram and I remember this came through and it was kind of like a, whoa, like that's something I never thought about before, but that makes a lot of sense. And the thing that I'm talking about is um, spirit kind of explained to me that when you know, maybe you're feeling something, maybe you're inspired about something. Maybe you're a songwriter. Let's say you're a songwriter and you're feeling all these emotions and you're inspired um, to talk about maybe something going on in your personal life, maybe something going on collectively in the world and it makes you want to to write a song about it. I'm thinking about in, in my mind, what comes to my mind in that moment is Imagine by John Lennon, right? Like he was feeling something about what was happening collectively in his world at that moment. And so we take that emotion that we are embodying at that moment in time, and we open ourselves up to want to channel that into something. But then I feel like the universe responds to that intention and is like, okay, 
let's let's help them out here, right? Like how many people have you heard that are artists in some way, creators in some way, they they sat down and this work of art just flowed through them. They just wrote a whole book and it just kind of flew out. Or they painted this beautiful masterpiece and all they they're like, I just held the paintbrush. Like, I don't know where that came from. They wrote a song and they're like, where did that come from? I don't know. And I feel like so many people that are in that world will talk about this. You know, they'll talk about being that kind of divine channel. I think that, um, oh, I can't remember the singer's name in this moment, but there's, there's somebody I'm thinking about specifically. I'll see if it will come back to me, but I know that I heard like a little snippet of an interview. It's Leonard Cohen with Leonard Cohen, um, talked about how, um, he kind of felt like he was that channel at times, right? And things kind of, you have to get to that place when you are a creator. There has to be a balance between like doing and allowing and allowing that flow. And that's the co-creation. That's the co-creation piece. But um, anyways, just bringing this little story in full circle, um, they just kind of were explaining how how co-creation works, right? Like we, we are inspired by something or feeling something about something. We set the intention of, okay, now I'm going to sit down and I'm going to write a song about what I'm feeling. And then all of a sudden through those feelings and that intention, the song just kind of drops into our awareness, right? And how many people have, have said that they're feeling some sort of creative block? I've got writer's block, right? Like nothing's coming out. I have, um, I don't know, I'm an artist and all of a sudden I'm not feeling inspired. They're feeling nothing's coming out. It's because I feel like it's because we are kind of blocking ourselves. We're too much in the process. We just need to kind of have that intention, right? And then like kind of set it out into the world, do what we can with it, and then find that balance. So yeah, manifestation, let's recap. Using our thoughts, feelings, and beliefs to bring something into our physical reality, bringing an idea into reality, and we are co-creating. It's co-creation, okay? Think about how everything that ever was, everything that is, and everything that ever will be is because somebody thought of it. And not only thought of it, they took some sort of action to bring it into reality. Everything in the world has been manifested, good and bad. Mind-blowing when you really think about it. And I often think about this, you know, you know, if, if we're manifesting anyway, we're manifesting all day, every day, anyway. So if we get intentional about it, and, you know, we're coming from a place of empowerment, we want to better our lives. We want to better the lives of the people around us. If our intentions are good, there's no reason we can't manifest for good. Okay? So I really quickly want to talk about how manifestation works. So we've heard of the law of attraction, right? And, that, and manifestation kind of goes hand in hand with that. Um, I recently watched a documentary called Inner Worlds, Outer Worlds. I shared a couple episodes back about this. I think I watched it in March, so it's been a couple months. Um, it was broken down into four parts, and there was a part all about kind of the science of spirituality, and they talked a lot about neural pathways and, um, you know, how when we're 
focusing on mindset, when we are kind of deconditioning ourselves, words of affirmation, manifesting, any of any or all the, of these things that we are literally changing our neural pathways. So manifestation works by connecting our goals to our actions, by reframing our minds to connect more deeply to our thoughts through a process called neuroplasticity. So let me repeat that one more time. Manifestation works by connecting our goals to our actions, by reframing our minds to connect more deeply to our thoughts through a process called neuroplasticity. So, you know, we have a thought, we take some sort of action with it, we are intentional, that's the more deeply, right? We're conscious of what it is that we're putting out there. So we're connecting more deeply to our mindset, to our thoughts, to our minds, because all of a sudden there's been a, a flick of the switch where we realize, hey, all this time that I'm spent thinking about this or ruminating about this, I'm energetically kind of emitting that vibration out there. And it's okay for me to feel the feels, right? Always a big advocate, feel your feels. That's what you're here to do as a human. But empower yourself with the tools that you can feel your feels, gather the, you know, in the into um, not intuition, gather the kind of like lesson of what what that feeling was trying to tell you or the relief that you feel after you do that and then move forward. It's a kind of about like not super personalizing or attaching to your emotions, right? Anyways, that's a whole other episode. I just want you to be clear that manifestation is essentially connecting your goals to your actions and reframing your thoughts so that you can connect to your mindset and to your thoughts in a deeper way, in an intentional way. And this is called neuroplasticity. And so neuroplasticity is the ability for the brain to grow, change, and adapt. So in this documentary, um, you know, you can see under this like mic microscope or something, I don't know what it is. Um, anyways, you can see the, the neural pathway. So you can see that it looks like branches of the tree or roots, sorry, or like the roots of a plant, right? Where there's, there's pathways and a new pathway will emerge. Um, so neural pathways can emerge, right? Grow and deepen, change and adapt through repetition and consistency. This is why positive affirmations work. And, you know, I'll be honest, I, I'm just like you. I'm just a regular person who at times when I do positive affirmations, I will think, oh my God, this is so ridiculous. Like, is this, this is doing nothing, right? I do have that moment sometimes where I feel kind of silly doing the thing, but I will tell you that the more you do it, if you're consistent and repetitive, if you make it a part of your day, right? Brushing your teeth, two minutes, whatever, thinking about whatever your daily affirmation is. It does something. It does something at in a in a brain way. <laughs> it does something to your brain. It literally changes your neuro pathways. Okay, people? So they do work, even if you feel like this is ridiculous, it's not working. Think of how long. It took you to have a limiting self-belief, 
You were not born with the thought, I am worthless. I don't deserve what I want to have. You were born feeling like you were worthy and entitled to have what you need and want. I need milk. I need to be held. I need to be comforted. You were not thinking I couldn't possibly have those things because I'm not worthy of them. You knew you were worthy of them and you deserve them and you were entitled to them as a human being. So it took a lifetime to get to where you are now. If you are somebody that struggles with limiting self-beliefs, struggles with, you know, your mindset, if you, you know, can kind of get lost in that sometimes or find that you're ruminating, right? Most of you listening have because most humans have this experience, including myself. I'm like rumination queen over here, right? I will, especially like if a boundary has been crossed and I didn't set it or I let somebody kind of walk all over me in some way, I will kind of project that anger about that back at myself and I'll just ruminate about it over and over and over again. What I should have said, what I should have done. And that's always how I know that I that I have put myself in a situation where a boundary was needed to be like firmed up or needed to be set in the first place and I didn't do it, right? But it, I just, I want to normalize that this is how our brains work, okay? And that we were conditioned this way. This is how the world is set up. We all hear the same things over and over and over again. And it becomes ingrained in our brain. There was a quote that I wrote down recently that's just kind of coming into my mind. Um, I'm going to look for it really quickly. Our issues are in our tissues. That's what it was. Our issues are in our tissues, right? They become ingrained in the brain. Okay. So now we know what is manifestation and how does manifestation work. I want to talk to you about my own method of manifestation. I call it the four D's of manifestation. I just looked down. I was recording for 14 minutes and 14 seconds. You know that lately we've been having repetitive numbers every time I record. So I'm keeping track. I think that there was a 14, 14 in the last episode too. Okay, so the and, and we're four Ds of manifestation. Look down at fourteen, fourteen. Love it. I know in one of the most recent episodes, I put in the show, the show notes, um, kind of the numerology of four, and um, it really, it really fit what we were talking about. So, more of that energy, please. Okay, so let's get back to my four Ds of manifestation. Okay, the first one is declaration. I declare, I decide. What the heck is it that you want? Get clear. It's important to be very clear when you're manifesting. No room for ambiguity here. Okay, so um, I'm going to use an example. I am currently every day setting my intention and using positive affirmations to help and aid in this manifestation of our future home. 
So I've declared, first of all, that I want our future home to be like A, B, and C. There can't be any ambiguous language. So I've even gone so far as to say our next future home versus our future home manifestations. Because if you don't say when, right, then I could be writing down and manifesting the home that's going to come to me when I'm an old lady versus the one that I want to find in the next couple of weeks. The next home manifestation list. Okay. Remember, don't be ambiguous. Get really clear. Example of this. How many times have you heard in movies and TV and just people saying things like, I want a man who's tall, dark, and handsome. Okay, great. But when do you want this man? Um, what kind of personality does he have? Right? What are his interests? Right? You need to be more specific when you're manifesting. What if you're constantly going, oh, I want a tall, dark, and handsome man. And yeah, every man that enters your life in a romantic capacity is tall, dark, and handsome, but, you know, they're narcissists, right? They're emotionally insecure. They're, I don't know, whatever, whatever those things are non-negotiable for you that you actually don't want, but because you weren't clear enough, just, just want tall, dark, and handsome, I don't care about the rest, then you're going to get tall, dark, and handsome, but you might get some stuff you don't want. <laughs> How much do I wish I knew this stuff back in the day? <laughs> um, I'm very happy with the husband that I manifested, with, even though I wasn't intentionally manifesting him. But I'm just, you know, it's just funny because we think about, you know, if we had known certain things that we learn on the spiritual path at earlier times in our life, how life could be very different. But yeah, let's declare, let's decide what is it that you want. Timelines, really clear, not just tall, dark, and handsome, but what kind of personality does he have? What does he do for work? If you don't care about that, leave it out. But if you do care about it, put it in. Okay? Words have power. So it's very important to be as clear as possible when declaring your intentions to the universe. Write these things down. Revisit them. Just reading something I wrote, I wrote. It's very, or no, I said, think about the potential difference in a general declaration that you want a tall, dark, and handsome person in your life versus a more specific one in declaring that you want someone who is emotionally mature and ready for a long-term commitment. Very different manifestations. You just got way more intentional and clearer by addressing what you want, by also focusing, by like weeding out what you don't want. Okay, that's number one. Declaration, I decide and I declare. Number two, daydream. Whoever said that it wasn't productive to daydream did not understand manifestation. Kids naturally daydream, right? It's because it's useful. It's connected to your imagination. It's connected to the spirit world, I believe. Um, you know, it's, it's connected to what's possible. It's connected to manifesting. So we need to encourage more of that, please. No more. Don't daydream. No. Yes, go daydream. Go daydream, right? Spend some more time thinking about slash daydream 
how your life will be when this new love arrives. That was the example I used in the blog that I wrote. So we talked about, I want this tall, dark, and handsome man, but I also want him to be emotionally mature and ready for a long-term commitment. Okay. He's arrived in your mind. He's arrived. Okay. You might not be physically here yet, but in your mind, you're going to picture him. You're going to picture what your life looks like. You're going to picture how you feel now that he has arrived. What's changed? I want to be clear to you that man, we don't have to just manifest tangible things like, I want this house. I want this car. I want this tall, dark, and handsome man. We can also manifest a feeling, an essence, right? So what was coming to mind when I'm talking about this example, for instance, is, okay, how does it feel now that he's arrived? But another example would be, what is it, like, what is that feeling that you feel that partner will bring to your life? Identify what that feeling is in the first place and maybe work at manifesting more of that feeling with or without a person. Is it a feeling of home and you've got something in your mind saying home isn't another person, home isn't a long-term commitment, home isn't a marriage, that's when I will find home, my other half, my soulmate. But if when you break that all down, if you realize, okay, I just really am trying to manifest a feeling of home, you could focus more on that feeling of home, declare that you want this feeling of home and this feeling of safety and belonging. You can daydream about how that feels. And then maybe you open yourself up even more. So yes, a partner that fits that bill could walk in, but maybe also a friend does. Maybe your relationship to yourself begins to change. And maybe you feel as if you have a stronger sense of home security and belonging within yourself. So it's really important to get really clear on the emotion behind your manifestation, which goes hand in hand with the intention and this idea of like manifesting for the greater good and for your greater good. Like what's your intention behind the manifestation? If you're like, I want a new car. Okay, but like, why do you want the new car? What is that bringing into your life? And sometimes we might miss our manifestations because maybe we want something like a new car because it will enable us to have freedom, right? And maybe that's the emotion and the root underneath the manifestation. And maybe the universe knows that and it gives you, it gives you opportunities for freedom, right? And it, and it, help, it brings all these things in that are like, here, here's the freedom you were asking for. And you're missing it because you're just like looking for the one thing. So just be open as well. No ambiguous language. That's a way to get around this for sure. Okay. So how do you feel? How will you feel when that's going to happen? How does it feel in your body? The mind-body connection is incredible. I could sit here and I could describe me holding a lemon in my hand. You would begin to visualize that lemon. You would probably maybe be able to feel the texture of it. You would know what it would feel like. I cut it open. There's like lemon juice running down my fingers. You'd be able to see that. You'd be able to smell that. I squeeze it into a glass. I imagine that you begin to salivate. That's the mind-body connection. Your mind or sorry, your body does not know that something's not happening when your mind 
tells it it is or is seeing that or feeling that. So, you know, when, when we're talking about things like, um, you know, resetting or regulating your nervous system, which is something that I'm working on right now. You know, if I've spent a lot of time of, in my life ruminating, as we spoke about, and imagining worst case scenarios and having a lot of anxiety about different things, right? And so I'm in that place of danger in my mind. My body doesn't know that I'm not in danger. It thinks it is because of what's happening with my thoughts. So then my nervous system begins to react which is why I've been in fight or flight for, you know, many, many, many years. And now I'm learning the tools that I need to, to do to regulate that so I can be in more flow so that I can have the moment of fight or flight if it's needed, right? Like that's very helpful to have if you're walking in the woods and there's a freaking animal in the woods coming after you. You need that. That's going to keep you alive. But how do you then kind of flow back in? to a regulated nervous system, to rest and digest. How do you flow back into that? We'll talk about this in a future episode. I'm going to write it down. Nervous system regulation. It's definitely something that I'm learning a lot about, and I imagine that many people are beginning to realize this about themselves and begin to be more interested in it. So we'll talk about it next time. But daydreaming, okay, that's number two. Number two, how does it feel? The mind-body connection is so strong. Your body does not know this blissful moment isn't already happening. Being in this good energy will raise your energy and vibration and will cause a ripple effect out to the universe. Plus, you'll feel good in the moment, which is never a bad thing. So we're going to declare and then we're going to daydream. Number three, doing. This is the one where we're really like, eh, do I have to? Can I just throw a penny in the wishing well and, um, you know, wait for my manifestation? to arrive. No, you can't. I'm sorry, sweetheart. No, we have to do too. This is the co-creating part. These next three and four are the co-creation. We do. This is the part of manifestation that most of us skip by. We must take some time, sorry, we must take some action towards the things that we want to manifest in our lives. Remember, manifestation works by connecting our goals to our actions. So actions doing has to be a part of manifestation. It's a vital piece. You can't miss it. If you've been missing that piece, it's maybe why your manifestations aren't coming in, okay? We must take actions towards the things that we want to manifest in our lives. We cannot just talk the talk. We must walk the walk. Show the universe how much you want it by taking some actionable steps towards your desires. So for this example of like meeting this new person, right? This new tall, dark, and handsome person who's emotionally available and wants a long-term commitment. <laughs> you taking this step in doing could look like joining a dating site rather than waiting for fate to have you bump into each other organically. Or it might be you trying new things with the intention set that you are widening your circle for a potential meeting of someone new. This step is likely to stretch you out of your comfort zone, Okay. Because there's a reason that the thing that you want hasn't come to you yet. And it has likely to do with your comfort zone or your maybe resistance to doing the thing, to taking some sort of step. I want this new job. I don't 
like my job say that this, for example, I'd love my job spirit. So please know that I'm not talking about myself. I do not want to manifest a new job. For example, people that do not like their job and spend a lot of time thinking about, oh my God, I hate this job. I don't want to do this job anymore. I wish I had another job. But then don't take any action towards it. They don't take any action probably because there would be a level of stepping out of your comfort zone, right? Some very valid, like, well, you know, I, I need this job because I need the money to pay my bills. Yeah, totally get that. But if you make the decision, okay, my decision is that I don't feel fulfilled at this job anymore and I don't feel like it's aligned for me anymore, but I do need that steady income and that security right now. You can make the decision and declare that you are open for a new opportunity and a new job to come your way without giving up your current job. It has to do with that declaration and that decision. I want a new job. And so I am therefore opening myself up to the opportunities for that to come to me. That's number one. Number two, I'm going to imagine how it feels when I've got this new job. What is lacking at the current job that makes you feel like you're not aligned with it anymore? How do you feel when you do have that thing? If you don't get clear on what that thing is, what if you just like you leave a job because maybe you don't feel like they're, you don't feel like you're appreciated. Okay. And so you're like, I'm, I'm making the decision. I'm leaving the job, but then you don't get clear about that piece. So you might go, okay, I just, I want a new job and I want to work in this field. And then you start a new job in a new field, but that feeling of not being appreciated is still there. It wasn't the job necessarily. It was the feeling that was lacking. So add in those feelings of what it is that you want to embody in step two of your manifestation in the daydreaming section. Okay. And then in this example of like the, the job part, so you've declared that you don't want the job anymore. You've got clear that you feel like you are not appreciated or you're taken for granted. And in this next job, this is the field you'd like to look at or like to, to be in. This is the pay scale you'd like to receive. This is the, the hours, you know, the nine to five, what have you. And I am now going to begin to look for another job. I'm going to peruse the help wanted ads every day. This is an actionable step. I'm going to express to my social circle, I'm thinking about trying something new, right? If you don't say that or put, put out that intention or take that action, then how is that new job ever going to come to you? So step out of your comfort zone in number three. If we want something new, we have to do something new. Ooh, I look down, 3131. Thank you, spirit. If we want something new, we have to do something new. Number four, delegate. This might be the toughest one of all, but it is the final and most important part of manifesting other than the doing of it. They're all important. They're all important. You got to get clear. You got to embody the feeling, right? You got to do, take some sort of actionable step. Delegation tends to be difficult for people because it's about waiting for the universe to respond to you. It's the second piece of co-creation. Okay, and I've done it. I put it out there. 
now I must wait. That's difficult for us, right? Um, after we've declared what we actually want and we spend some time daydreaming, we take that actionable step towards our desires by doing things that show our commitment to our intentions. The only thing left to do is delegate the rest to the universe. It's also very important to feel gratitude for the stage of life that you are already in. Show gratitude for the experiences that you've had and for all the comforts that you already have in life. Um, gratification is like the cherry on top when it comes to manifestation. The universe will know that you're truly ready for more because you're grateful for what you already have. Congratulations. You are now ready to manifest. You've done all you can do and now it's time to surrender that your wishes will be met. Repeat these steps as often as you would like and trust that that manifestation is heading your way. I want to share a quick little story before I leave you about um, a past client of mine. A couple of years ago, I had done a reading for her and we were talking about manifestation and she said to me, you know, I, I manifested my husband. And I was like, what? Like, do tell, tell me this story. And she said that she made a list of, you know, what kind of guy she would want, personality, his interest, what kind of father he would be, all of these kind of things. And then she went so far, her actionable step was that she went out and she bought some clothing. And it was like the clothing that she imagined in her mind this guy would be wearing, right? This would be his style. This is what he's wearing. And she hung them in the closet. And she repeated, you know, this, these, this manifestation, she got clear on what she wanted. She imagined she did the things where she put herself out of the comfort zone. And she trusted that this man, this man was out there and that he would show up for her when the time was right. And he did. And I don't think it was too long afterwards. So I think that's an amazing real life example of this. I hope in the next episode or one to come very soon that I'm able to share with you the manifestation of our next house. <laughs> um, I'm really, 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 really excited about all that is to come. And I have learned this piece about manifestation firsthand. When we talk about showing gratitude to the place that we already are, right? Where you already are in your life, I can give you a real life example my life of this. Okay, so I've been sharing this journey with you for years now, not on this podcast, because it's it's not that old, but you know, on social media, that 10 years ago this year, we were moved unexpectedly with my husband's work to another province in Canada. And I was very upset and I did not want to go. I definitely didn't manifest this. <laughs> I think he did. I think he did. Um, because this is his home province that we're currently in. And we left my home province. Um, but, you know, it. I thought I was manifesting. I've, you know, I was putting it out there. I just want to go home. I just want to go home. I just want to go home. Never really getting clear on like, what does that actually mean? What is that feeling of home? How is it lacking? Right? Um, why is it in that place versus this place? Is it something that I could have in both places? Um, I had to learn all these things, right? But the real turnaround for me on this journey was in becoming grateful for where I was, no longer counting the days of um, 
you know, this many days until I can return home, this many years until my life begins again. This is literally the kind of thoughts I had. Only four more years till life can continue, like, you know, to resume. What? And you might not say those words, but your mindset might be saying that to yourself, right? That's not in a place of gratitude. That's not in a place of curiosity of, hmm, I wonder why I'm here. I wonder why I was sent here. I wonder what the whole reason for me being here is. And if I can stay open and curious to that, knowing that if it's in my highest and best good to return home, I will go home. But how do I bring more of that home feeling into my current life? It started with gratitude for me. So I began to feel grateful for where I am. I'm grateful for the home we currently have. And when I think about this future next house manifestation, I also send thanks and gratitude for the current home we have, for the current community we live in, for the experiences that we've had since we've been here. And once I started to do that, and once I got that, which by the way happened around 2021, really? So it hasn't even been, I mean, like we're talking like eight years <laughs> of this lesson, trying to get into this thick noggin. I had an aha moment in 2021 where I went, oh my God, that's the key. I had to be grateful for where I am and that shows the universe, okay, she's ready to go home because she knows that home is in her it's within me and I can go wherever the heck I want to go. I can be transplanted anywhere and I will be okay. And that's what this move was all about for me. That was the lesson that my higher self was asking me to learn. And so I felt like, oh, poor me, you know, being moved away. I hate this. This is terrible. And all along, it had been a gift. A gift. So... That's me. That's manifestation. Quickly, I'm just going to run through a couple ways that you can begin to bring this into your life. You could create a vision board. Uh, a lot of people are visual learners. They like to look at things. So you might be somebody that wants to create a vision board of what that new house looks like, right? Aspects of that house, um, aspects of that job, vision board, journal. Journal is important. Get really clear. I write things down very clearly. No ambiguity. No ambiguity. Is that how you say it? Ambiguity. Ambiguity. That's how you say it. That reminds me of a, a university professor of mine um, who used to drop that word in like every paragraph that she said. <laughs> and it always made, I was like, what? Because you know, some people will say like, like a lot or um, I'm an um girl. Actually, literally, like it's just something that they say on repeat. Hers was ambiguity. <laughs> it was like in a uh, a research, a psychology, um, psychological, like research class where we were, you know, writing theses and things like that. And so obviously she wanted to ingrain in our brain that she didn't want anything ambiguous in the research papers. Um, but yeah, you could journal positive affirmations. Remember about the neural pathways piece, visualize that in your head. Every time you say I am worthy and you feel it, you begin to create a new pathway to the point where you're eventually, that's just going to be your go-to. It's not going to be something that you have to say or convince yourself you're going to know it in your bones. Okay? 
positive affirmations. Listening to positive affirmations too. I was just reading something recently that um, uh, talked about this, how if you record your own voice saying certain things like I am worthy, all that I'm seeking is seeking me, like whatever those affirmations are, if you record your voice to them, and then say you're like listening to a guided meditation and you just kind of like um, plug in your own voice to certain things that if you fall asleep listening to that, you're even though you're like consciously not hearing things, subconsciously you are hearing it. And so if you're listening to positive affirmations, especially in your own voice, um, I read that your subconscious will be even more perceptive to that receptive sorry um and it will kind of sink in a little bit more and we'll rewrite that story you can also set your intentions before bed you know this is a good time of day to do that i think morning and night set your intentions go over your manifestation list again i revisit my manifestation list at least once a day and then i often at the bottom of it i will write and so it is and I will date it. And it's just a way for me to kind of show that commitment um, that I'm revisiting this every day and that, um, you know, I'm staying in that place of flow and co-creation. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope it helps you get busy doing some manifestation. Um, you deserve all good things. See you next time, risers. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Intuitive Rising podcast. If you would like to continue the chats and join a group of like-minded souls on their own spiritual journey, please request to join the Intuitive Rising community over on Facebook. All are welcome. If you enjoy this podcast, please consider giving it a five-star rating. If you'd like to connect with me directly, please visit my website at theintuitiverising.com.